0: Firstly, thank you so much <laughs> That's all right. that's fine. That'll do great. uh thank you for those who've uh, given so generously to the offering today. Uh, we thank God. Uh, what he's given us we can only give from what he's given us so uh, whether you've been able to give uh, huge amounts or small amounts just uh, thank you very much and uh, we we give that to God so uh, thank you Lord for that and we'll uh, I'm not sure if someone's counting it now if they've counted it we'll be able to say uh, towards the end of the morning uh, what God's uh, enabled us to give on this occasion and we keep looking to him don't we as we move into his um, purposes Just a reminder as well Tuesday night um, We have an advance So we do that uh, every first Tuesday of the month It's at St Andrew's Methodist Church In Pump Street in the centre of the town So we'll worship God and, and we'll pray Try to be led by him from his presence So do invite everyone to uh, join us then I'm sure we'll pray a bit more about the building I don't know what else we're praying about So we try to be led by the Holy Spirit on that uh, occasion. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, we do. <laughs> if you've got a Bible, perhaps you could turn to um, Hebrews uh, uh, 11 and verse 20 and verse 21. We're, we're looking at people of, of, of faith in this chapter, but they're not so very different to you and me. Uh, some people say they're, they're heroes of the faith. But um, I'm not sure about them, but in one sense they are, but when you, when you delve into their stories, they were just like us. They were people uh, of problems and um, failings, and uh, we're looking at several generations in these two verses In fact, these two verses sum up a load of chapters in Genesis. Genesis 27 all the way through to Genesis 33. So you can thank God at least that I'm not going to read them all. So uh, you can read them at home on your own if you want to. Genesis 27 to 33. Uh, And uh, it's three characters that it refers to. There's Isaac, who was uh, Abraham's son. Uh, He had two boys, Esau and Jacob. And it talks about them. And in fact, it goes a little bit further because it talks about the people that um, Jacob prayed for who were the sons of Joseph and his two sons, Reuben and someone else whose name I've forgotten. So several generations covered in just two verses. And uh, really, uh, what I want to talk about is faith for God's blessings despite our failings. Faith for God to bless us and, and, and through us to bless other people not because we 're perfect, but despite the fact that we 're far from perfect, that God wants to bless us and make us a blessing, despite our failings so let 's just read um, twenty and twenty one and then we look at twenty first by faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future by faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of joseph 's sons and worshiped as he leaned on the top of his staff, which is a funny little detail, but um, there you go. He was an old man, and he also walked with a limp. We'll come to that later on. Faith for God's blessings despite our failings. This was a family that God wanted to use, just like he wants to use you and your family. It was a family God wanted to bless. In fact, he had a plan of rescue. It goes from the first book, Genesis, right through to Revelation. His huge plan of salvation for every family, every tribe on the earth. He's got this plan and he used this particular family just like he wants to use you. but, But it was focused in on Abraham. And Abraham and his family, they knew that God's plan involved them. That's amazing, isn't it? I mean, if you were God, would you involve you? Yeah, a few people were not quite sure how they're supposed to answer that. God's plan involves you. It involves me. It's amazing. And Abraham and his family knew that God's plan involved them. God had spoken to them. He'd said, hey, through you, all the families on the earth will be blessed. I'm going to bless you. That's one level of faith. And a whole other level of faith is, and through you, I'm going to bless other people as well. That was what they were sort of trying to carry. But they they were far from perfect. And, And the pathway was far from predictable. It wasn't at all smooth. But God's plans succeed despite our many, many failings despite our family failings, despite our personal failings. And it's that that I want to sort of focus on this morning. And verse 20 is about Isaac blessing Jacob and Esau. And and we'll see in each of these characters that, that they had faith and God chooses to remember their faith and forget their failings. Isn't that great? I'm so relieved he does the same with me aren't you? God remembers their faith and records it for us to inspire us, and doesn't even record their many failings. So Abraham's referred to, it actually says in the New Testament, uh, he didn't waver through unbelief. And you read the Old Testament, and you think, but he, he did. He, he did doubt. He did say, how's it ever going to happen? He did, have a, he did have a child through his maidservant. And yet God, because of his goodness and his grace, says, yeah, but all of that I, for, I forget. I choose to forget and forgive, and I remember this man's faith. God loves your faith. you You might condemn yourself and feel, well, I'm not much good because of all your failings. God loves your faith. God is pleased with faith. In fact, this chapter says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. So he loves it when you have faith. Despite your many failings, and we're all rather strange, despite that, he loves your faith. And Isaac, let's deal with Isaac. See, Isaac inherited those promises, but just like us, he he had some blind spots. Let me tell you what they were, just for your sort of encouragement. First of all, he, he had a favourite child. Now I know each one of my three kids will claim to be that child, but 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 the rea- <laughs> is that right? Yeah, absolutely. But they have, The absolute truth is they're all my favourites. But Isaac had a favourite child, and that favourite child was Esau. He had two kids. But Esau was his favourite. And he was, because of that favouritism, and that's a fault. If you're a parent, don't have a favourite child. Love, love them all. But he had a favourite. And that, that favouritism blinded him to... Esau's faults he just couldn't see it that's what blind spots are you know if you've got a blind spot you can't see it by definition you can't see your blind spots someone else has to tell you someone else has to be such a good friend so faithful that they'll wound you by telling you what your blind spots are we don't like it at first do we but but actually the best thing you can do if you're really a friend is help them true isn't it the bible says faithful are the wounds of the friend you might get a black eye but be a friend and 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 Isaac had this blind spot about Esau and and the fact is Esau was totally careless about God totally careless but his dad couldn't see it his dad that's a blind spot and yet he was a man of great faith so be encouraged. You've got your blind spots, your weaknesses, but he was a man of faith and God loved that. I'll tell you a second weakness. He was a traditionalist. Now, now there's nothing wrong with good traditions, but if you become a traditionalist, you get stuck in it and you must do it this way. Because that's the way you do it. And, and that's a problem. It's a problem in, in churches. It's a problem in, in life, really. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. He knew how to do things correctly, and correctly was traditionally. And, and so he knew how things should be. And how things should be in, a, in, in the culture of that time was, you bless and give your family blessing, the chief inheritance rights, to the oldest son. He inherits the blessings of God from you. And the other, It's not that God doesn't love the others, but the oldest son gets the blessing. And that's what's going to happen, because that's traditional. That's the way God ought to do things. Well, except God, that wasn't the way God wanted to do it this time. Because God had spoken to his wife and said, in this case there are two nations in your womb. I don't know why I'm doing that, I haven't got one. But <laughs> um, There are two nations in your womb, and, and, and the, the, um, the older one is going to serve the younger one. And now I'm sure being married, they would have had talks about this. We'll call them talks. They'd have been talks of this. And 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 and, um, Isaac's uh, wife, is it Rebecca, wasn't it? Rebecca would have would have said, um, you know, God's spoken to me. And Isaac would have said, Really? What did he say? He said, Well, this, this 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 the oldest son is gonna get the blessing and he's gonna he's gonna serve the youngest son. And Isaac would have said, Well, that's not right you haven't you haven't heard from God about that and i need to go back and pray some more about that and you can imagine this scenario where, but but she knew that God had spoken to her she knew, she knew but, but that's not right because tradition says it's the other way around that in in and you still get that in middle eastern families he said, I'm watching some rubbish program I was put on the television the other day. I was doing up, it was all about doing up houses. There's about a million of those programs. I was watching one of those, and, um, and there was two sons, and they were both grown up. Uh, but, uh, but the youngest one was responsible for a building project, wanted to do something. But he couldn't do it because he was a Middle Eastern family. He had to do what his older brother said. Now, that's strange. If he, were in, if he was English, he'd have just had a big argument about it. And done what he wanted because we we're individualistic. But because of that culture, he had to respect the oldest son. So that, that kind of way of thinking still exists in many parts of the world, many parts of the world. So that's, that's what he was thinking. And Isaac couldn't get his head around that, even though it was God that had said it. It's, it's all there if you're taking notes. Genesis 25, verse 23. God spoke and said, Now it's going to be the younger. I love them both. I've got purposes for them both. There's two nations, he said, in your womb. One's become the, uh, the Arabic nations, the other's become Israel. There are two nations in your womb, but, but the purposes of God are going to go through the younger one. Wow. Isaac just rejected that. He, he rejected the word of God, yet here he is. He's a man of faith. Isn't that encouraging? You, you might sometimes get it totally wrong. You, you might actually disagree with God. Have you ever done that? I, I think regularly. I have found, when God and I disagree, only one of us is right. It's not me, <laughs> just in case you're wondering. It's not me. But that's that's Isaac. What about Esau? Now it's easy to feel sorry. If you know the story, it's easy to feel sorry for Esau because his cleverer brother is going to cheat him. Out of this family blessing, he, he gets cheated. But the truth is, his weakness was this: he's totally careless about things of God. So Isaac, he's got he's blinded by his favoritism, and his traditionalism shackles him, so he can't embrace the things of God. Esau is careless about the things of God; he's utterly careless. In fact, Genesis twenty-five. Verse 27 onwards, tells the story of how he sold his birthright. That's what it was called, the birthright, the right of the oldest son to get the major blessing. He sold it for a bowl of food. That's how careless he was about the things of God he's got these promises of God and he's out he's out I don't know he's had a day's hunting or something he comes in and he, he says it's like me and Mark being out for a day and I and I come back and and I say oh, Mark, I'll kill for a Big Mac I'll do anything for a Big Mac and Mark says to me I'll tell you what you give me all the blessings of God and I'll buy you a Big Mac and I say all right then how stupid is that how careless, how spiritually careless is that? So Mark gets all my blessings for the price of a Big Mac. That's the, that's the kind of thing that he did. Now that's spiritually careless, isn't it? That's playing fast and loose with the things of God, like, like they're smarties, like they're nothing. It's like, oh yeah, Christianity, oh yeah, God's love, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but really, oh, I do not matter, and actually I'm really hungry. It was actually his bodily appetites, his fleshly needs for some food, were more important than the blessing of Almighty God. It's easy to criticize them, but it's also easy to be like that ourselves. Actually, what I want now, this, this need I've got for money, power, sex, a Big Mac, whatever it is, this need I feel, this fleshly desire, is more important than walking with God. Is more important than the blessings of God that's how Esau was so he sold his birthright for a meal so it shows his, his priorities were all wrong and he sold his inheritance rights, he's spiritually careless, the other thing he was slapdash about was the opposite sex which I understand but, but he went and married two totally pagan, pagan women That's what he did. He was a person of faith, but but it was like, yeah, but I like them. They're pretty. I've I've fallen in love. You know, you can fall in love with someone who's also totally inappropriate. you know that? a bit worrying. Only two people are nodding. It's possible. So, in other words, love and attractions, not self-justifying. Just because you've fallen in love with something or someone doesn't make it right. You can fall in love with someone who's totally inappropriate. And that's what, that's what he allowed himself to do. And so he married two pagan women. Genesis 26 verse 34, if you're a note taker, it says they were a source of grief to his parents, Isaac and Rebecca. So they were his two weaknesses. He's still part of the purposes of God, but he had these big Big weaknesses he, he was just careless about spiritual things, and, and, and he didn 't see the significance of marrying someone who didn 't share his faith it 's an important issue, challenging issue. what about jacob then he 's the third character jacob, jacobs he 's a funny guy he 's not immediately easy to like if you read his story he's, he 's a conniver he's a he's a twisting grasping sort of guy really and yet he's part of the purposes of god he, he knew how to grasp opportunities he cheated his brother out of his inheritance i mean that was that was naughty <laughs> that's a wicked thing to do wasn't it to, to say i'll oh, i'll take the blessings of god for a for a meal for a good stew i mean that's was crafty. He was using his brother's weakness. He was manip. He was a sort of manipulative guy, really. He was a he was a chancer, and and he grabbed it. But I say this in his favour. He, he had a deep spiritual sense. He had a deep spiritual sense. He wanted to grasp hold of the promises of God too. And and you may be somebody say well, I, I'm a bit iffy on this, and I'm not very strong on that, and I've got that problem. But but let me ask you this do you want to grasp hold of the promises of God because God loves that and God loved that about Jacob as well and God loved both of these children these men but God had chosen Jacob to be the carrier of his purposes and his mum had given him this prophecy and he'd grown up knowing that he was going to be favored by God so when he saw the chance, he went about it all wrong. Ever do that? Do you ever do the right thing, but ever but go about it all wrong? You, you know they say about people, don't they? Oh, his heart's in the right place, and you think, yeah, but, <laughs> but he's, he was like that. He was one of those guys. His heart was in the right place, but he still nicked the birthright. He said, he said, he's one of those people that wants to help God out. <laughs> he These purposes of God, but he's not doing it quick enough, so I'll nick it. No, no no that's wrong we don't need to help God out in that way instead of trusting God he tricked his brother and now he's going to trick his father too the story is told in Genesis um, 27 where, when old Isaac now an old man and he's losing his sight says now it's time I'm getting old I've lost my sight now's the time to bless my son Esau so he's still disagreeing with God and, and so I'm going to and and, uh, and so and so Jacob gets together with his mum to cheat his dad. So this is not the perfect Christian family, just to encourage you. This is not perfect Christian family territory, but still they're used in the purposes of God, which should encourage all of us. So his mum gets together and says, look, your dad's losing his sight. Put some animal skins on your arm because your brother's really hairy. It's little detail. I love little details like that about uh, in the Bible. Your brother's really hairy and you've, you've, you're, you're a smoothie. So, so strap some animal skins on because you smell of animals and your brother's always mucking about with animals and you'll have hairy arms. And I'll make that special soup he makes that, you, that he loves so much. Your dad loves that. And you can take it and you can con him out of the blessing of God. And that's what he does. But, I mean, it's just outrageous, isn't it? They, he cons his father to get this family blessing. It's interesting, just as a separate aside, the power of words. When people speak over you as from God, it's a powerful thing. We need to be very careful and and, and measured, but also to realize there's a power when we do that correctly as led by God. So that's what he does. He goes ahead with it and he gets the blessing. Actually, Esau gets a blessing as well. He's going to make, make him into a mighty nation. So he gets a blessing, but it's not the blessing of being the one through whom God's promises will be fulfilled. It's a different blessing. And Isaac is a person of faith, even though he's been conned. Because he still believes that when he lays hands and speaks God's words, something happens. Did you know that? When you lay hands on someone, not just because... Oh, well, we always put a hand on someone when we pray. But when you're led by God and place a hand on someone and speak the word of God into their lives, something happens. There's a power in that. There's a power in blessing what God is doing. That's why this became actually institutionalized in Israel. And the priests were taught to bless the people. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you. Which means a face-to-face encounter like like those sunflowers with the sun face to face make his face shine on you so you have intimacy with him and walk with him and make you a blessing great it became almost institutionalized but there's power in speaking god's words and but meanwhile back in the story he's Jacob has twisted things. He's cheated to get this blessing from God. And then on his dad's advice, because of that, his brother wants to kill him. Well, you would, wouldn't you? You're not sure if you're supposed to say yes. Well, I would anyway. His brother wants to kill him. So his dad says, look, son, you better scarper. You, you better flee. So, so actually doing things your own way is very costly. He still carried the purposes of God, but there were consequences you ever know that in your life? You, just, you, you do something all wrong, you're instantly forgiven, but there are consequences. And the consequence for him was he had to scarper. He went off. In fact, he never saw his mum alive again, which is pretty tough. He had to flee from his father. He went off to a, an uncle, and it was in the university of life where God trains us the most. <laughs> God's trained me far more in life than in Bible college, far more. And, and and he's he's about to be disciplined, trained, and you know what he hap- How he, God did it? He put him with someone who was even more conniving than he was. Fifth, he He served seven years to get his wife, and then it was a dark night. And he woke up in the morning, and he got the one he wanted to marry. got his sister. It was a bit of a shock, to say the least. And he had to had to serve for another seven years to get the wife he wanted. It's a bit <laughs> bit grim isn't it that, and that was, that was one of God's and then eventually he had a huge meeting with God and God sorted him out so these, these two, two boys can I ask you a question do you value the things of God a good question I think What? what or put it another way what value do you put on the things of God God's spirit, God's word, God's company, God's acceptance. The fact that you can talk to him, his purposes. See, these two boys, they'd come from exactly the same home. There's two people, Isaac and Jacob. Jacob. they both got faith in, in, their, in their history, in their culture, in their family life. they both got faith. But for one, faith, the things have gone. They're sort of in the background, really. They're there. They're there, he knows God's there, but they're in the background. They're, not, they're really not that important. But to the other, it was everything. The blessing of God was everything, even though he's a toad, to put it theologically. He, he's a twisted grasper, but he wants the blessing of God. He goes about it all wrong. He's got character flaws, but he valued the things of God. Esau valued this world's blessings far more than God's at the end of the day. He wanted a meal, he wanted a good looking wife, and he didn't care what faith she came from. That's what he wanted. And that's what he got. He sold out, really, spiritually speaking, he sold out. And you know, many people sell out the blessings of God for a great career. It's not wrong to have a great career if that's part of the purposes of God for you. But you don't want to sell out for it. Some people sell out on the blessings of God for their love life, or for money, or for other things. Jacob wanted to grasp every spiritual blessing. I I want to be like him, don't you? I'll allow God to deal with my character flaws. He's got a long list. He's gradually working his way through them. Let's allow God to deal with our character flaws in the university of life, but let's be people that want to grasp every spiritual blessing. And at the end of his life, you know, Jacob had a meeting with God and he actually wrestled with an angel of God. It's an extraordinary story there in Genesis. He wrestled and wrestled and it got to daybreak and the angel of God, some people think it was a, a pre-incarnation appearance of Jesus. I, I, I don't know. But he said, I won't, I'm not going to let you go till, me, till you bless me. How about that? He's wrestling with God in some way. I'm not going to let you go till you bless me. And, and, and in the end, the angel laid hands on him, on his hip. Said, I want the blessing of God. I, I want, I want, you're gonna, you've got to put your hand on me. And the angel touched his hip. And it says, from then on, he walked with a hip. He walked with a hip. We all walk with a hip. In fact, most of us walked with two hips. <laughs> he walked with a limp. He, from then on, he, 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 was so, he had such an encounter with God that it, affected, it even affected him physically. It changed him. Encounters with God do that. But don't be frightened of encounters with God. Have a healthy awe of God, but not, not a craven fear of meeting with him. He will only do you good. And Jacob walked with a limp. That's why it says, that funny little detail in Hebrews 11, he worshipped as he leaned on the top of his staff. He was a man marked forever by an encounter with God. That's why. It wasn't just because he was old and crocked. It was that as well. But actually, he walked leaning on a staff for many years now because he'd been touched with God so deeply. I want to be like that, don't you? I want to be so marked by meeting with God that it ruins me for the world. Actually, it makes you more useful in the world, but ruined for just mere food and stuff like that. Let's be people of God, hungry for God. Have you lost your appetite? I don't mean for the food and the Big Mac, I mean for God. F.W. Faber said, lack of desire is the ill of all ills. Now, if Debbie knows, if I go for my food, which I've only done, I think, probably twice in my life, that, that's a bad sign. But what about our spiritual hunger? Are hungry for God? If you've lost your appetite for God, just go to him. Go to him and say, can you give me my appetite back? It's a bad sign if you've lost your appetite for God. Let's be hungry for the blessing of God. And you know, the funny thing is about this story, because it covers lots of generations, these two verses, is a similar thing happened right at the end of Jacob's life. Just like he'd got the blessing in a weird way, the purposes of God continue despite us, the family, mucking it all up. The purposes of God continue. That's really encouraging. But right at the end of his life, his son, Joseph, um, it says when he was dying, he blessed Joseph's sons and he worshipped as he leaned on the top of his staff. Joseph brings him his son. So now Jacob's the old duffer. Jacob's getting old. He's at the end of his life. And... Um, and his son Joseph, who's now prime minister of Israel, brings his two sons. And he's also a traditionalist. He's got the same weakness his, his, his grandfather had. So he brings his two sons, and uh, he arranges it. He arranges One son here, one son there. And he, he puts them in the right place, because so it was the right hand. That's the tradition. And he says, my favorite boy is here. So I'll put him on this side. So, so Jacob is going to give this one the blessing. And you know what Jacob did, led by the Holy Spirit? He goes, <laughs> <laughs> like that. See, so, so exactly, for different reasons, he didn't nick it. For different reasons, he, following the Holy Spirit, you know, God is always crossing his hands to bless people. Have, have you noticed how he blesses different people to the ones you'd expect? He blesses sometimes even different churches and movements to the ones you'd expect. He's God, almighty. He blesses who he wants to bless. God is always crossing his hands to bless surprising people. He chooses and uses all of us, any of us, sometimes in surprising ways. And even prime ministers cannot arrange the blessing of God. They can't. Joseph thought he'd got it all arranged but the tradition was broken yet again as the Holy Spirit. I don't know if he wanted to, and whoop, ooh, how did that happen? I'm not quite sure. But, but led by God, he, he sw- switches his hands. So, what's the, what's the so what this morning? Well, let's not write people off. You know, Jacob's a, Jacob's a twisty, crafty thing, but God still uses him. God uses him am- amazingly. God uses the weak. And when I say don't write people off, that includes you as <laughs> well. Some of us write ourselves off. think, oh, okay, okay, I mustn't write others off. What about you? Don't write yourself off. God blesses and uses anybody and everybody. He's a God who crosses his hands to bless all sorts of unlikely people, including me. Secondly, we're building families with faith in them. Not perfection. You can think that God won't use you until that's sorted, or until this is sorted, or until that's sorted. It will go on being sorted until we take our last breath. Don't postpone your usefulness until you're sorted. No, no. God used these people, and they're here recorded as people of great faith, people who put their, some of them blessed people quite reluctantly. But they were used by God as they laid hands on people and spoke the blessing of God. Don't write people off. Don't write yourself off. We're building families of faith. If if you have a few issues in your family life, well, okay, we all do. That's the truth of it. We all have some issues in our family life. We've all got an embarrassing uncle. We've, we've, We've all got things that we're working through. We've all got strengths. We've all got weaknesses. We've all got character flaws. We have, because we're, we're far from perfect. We're a work in progress, praise God. Accepted by his grace, being worked on by his Holy Spirit. We're building families. Here's the thing, let's build faith into our families. If God has blessed you with children, build faith into them. If, if you're married, work out how as a couple you will have faith. I don't, I don't know how that is. Build faith in. Might be, everything might be completely to pot, but you can still have faith in a God who chooses you, loves you and uses you. And then let's learn to bless what God is doing. Sometimes He does surprising things. Let's 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 not we may be surprised with what He does and through whom He does it, but when we see it, let's bless it. In, in the Christian world is full of people that are putting each other right all the time. And it's a sad truth. I know if you read the Christian press, it's probably best avoided, to be honest. But it's full of people that are finding fault with other people. Why? We're on the same side. We're part of the same family. Let's bless what God is doing, even if he does it through surprising people like Jacob. Amen? Can I pray for us?